I literally woke up 15 minutes ago. So. Yeah, I was like, are you sure you want to do this then? Like, I don't care. I'm not doing anything all day today. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. Get it over with. Well, I think for the first time in quite a while, I actually ate lunch before doing this podcast. What'd you eat? Uh, that's funny you say that. So did I. What did you guys eat? I had macaroni cheese. Oh, that's way better than what I ate. What did you eat? I ate whatever I fucking had. <laughs> I had a, <laughs> a couple of leftover chicken breast from like Wednesday, I think. Uh, some hot dog buns, one of which was already toasted last night. Uh, some hummus and like literally just whatever is in my fridge. Dude, I fucking love hummus. Oh, the, so much. The Sabra spicy hummus is so good. Yeah, I like the, uh, the garlic hummus. Oh man, that one's tough. You, <laughs> you can't eat that and be around like other humans. Oh, it's Yeah, it's really rough. I love it. It's just seeping through my pores. <laughs> yeah, Lisa oh. doesn't buy that one for me on purpose. Well, I made I made my um, um, mac and cheese um, from scratch. Ooh, a bachamel. Yep. Good work, Shane. I oh, thank you. It was rather good. Hey, Mike, how's your uh, meal of gummy worms and uh, Monster Energy drinks? I'm dying. I feel like trash all the time. So <clears throat> good. That, that means you're <laughs> that means you're working enough, I guess, right? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Oh no, not really. I'm just it's got to be there on overnights. Ugh. Yeah. 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Good God. <laughs> that sounds like my sleeping pattern the last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get some of this crap out of here. Uh, I should close my YouTube video of a man cleaning an IROC. A what? That's a car, Shane, from the 80s. Okay. My buddy loves those. Uh, it's I don't know what it is, Mike. It's somehow the algorithm got a hold of me and like put one... <laughs> on my homepage, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll watch a video of somebody cleaning a car. And <laughs> now I'm, I'm like so deep into it. I'm like, this guy's doing it all wrong. If He's you using really the wrong want, brush. If you really want a good YouTube channel that's very satisfying for uh, cleaning, yeah. Uh, watch the Detail Geek on YouTube. Oh, Detail Geek. Yeah. All right, this yeah, guy is awesome. He's in uh, Canada, and I I subscribed to him, and I have no idea why. He like shows the insides of cars and everything, and then he like he likes uh, puts music to it, and he shows him vacuuming, and then doing the rugs, and then doing the exterior <laughs> of the car just, and everything. You're describing exactly what I've been doing while waiting for you guys. <laughs> this guy's this guy's awesome. I was watching Mad Detailing, so maybe I'll have to check out the Detailing Geek. Yep, Detail Geek. Detail geek. All right. What am I doing with my life? Same thing I am, man. Just I'm watching. Day I'm by watching, day. I'm watching other people clean. <laughs> well, 
in um, I I discovered Charlotte Dobre's um, YouTube channel, where she basically does a reaction video for people being um, called out for shit, um, bridezillas, entitled people, <clears throat> and it's absolutely hilarious. Good lord. What has this society become? Other than that, I've been watching lots of cookery shows. Maybe we do and, need a purge. And listening to a lot of music. Alright, well I've opened my beer, and on that note, let's, uh... Oh shit, that's the wrong one. I almost played the news theme. Wow. Whoa. That would have completely ruined this episode. We're slipping, man. I am. Ruined it hard. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your host, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. And we are back. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode number 108. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Fellas, how are we? Yeah. Doing great. Awesome. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna um, reiterate that today um, I'm in a very meh kind of mood because um, there will be a lot of people screaming in joy or anger because it's the Il- England versus Italy game for the World Cup. In the football. World Cup is happening. I think it's the World Cup or something like that. But yeah. Um, England have gotten into the final. Everyone is rejoicing. Everyone is singing, it's coming home, etc., etc. It annoys me. I hate football. In fact, I hate sports of any kind. And I am. You mean getting... soccer. <laughs> I was what you for call it. soccer, we call football because we, well, we didn't originate it, but the Chinese did. So it's. Um... So you support China? Do I fuck? I don't support any football <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that going on. So if you hear screaming of joy and cries of anguish coming from my end, it's not me. It's my neighbors. I will so say you're we'll saying be... that all these people are having way more fun than we are right now. Yeah, they're all drunk, too. <sighs> God great. damn it. Well, the, fu- the funny thing is, I've seen posts on my Facebook feed of people drinking since 7 o'clock this morning. And I'm surprised that they're actually <clears throat> going to be sober enough or actually conscious enough to see the results of this game. Great. Well, I know nothing about that. But what I do know about Shane is that on this podcast, we like to discuss horror <laughs> movies talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, as far as I know. And if you want to reach the podcast, our Gmail is AllYouNeedIsBloodPod at gmail.com. 
the Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood, Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood podcast, and you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, various other means probably that I don't know about. Just type in All You Need Is Blood and subscribe. My dog yes. is giving me the stink eye. What do you want? Nothing? Well, my cat has disappeared. He's gone very quiet. Mm. Which is a bad thing, really, considering for the last two and a half hours, he's done nothing but howl at me for shit. Sure. And well, other do. than the uh, the soccer competition happening, Shane, what else has been going on for you? Um, hmm. I've been watching movies. Um, I had a movie night with a couple of buddies the other um, Thursday where we actually watched three of the Purge movies. Oh, my and God. I, Shane, are you telling uh, me you prepped for this episode? Not intentionally, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, we watched three of the Purge movies. Um, and uh, it turns out I'd seen them all before, but I couldn't remember because I've only seen them once. Now I've seen them all more than once, which was completely unintentional as well. Um, but I also introduced my buddy Adam to the raid because he'd never seen it. Oh, so, Yeah, so he sat there. He literally laid on my sofa. I had nowhere to sit apart from my computer chair, which was very uncomfortable. Um, and he literally sat there, and I thought he was falling asleep, when in fact he was actually so into the movie, he completely zoned out. You know, I, quest- I, I was asking him questions, and I even poked him in the side of the fucking head at one point. And he was completely engrossed in the movie. And at the end, he just went, that was fucking awesome. See, that's and... the point where you start finger-banging him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Give him a wet willy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. No, it was... It was. Uh, he, he loved it. So that was really cool. He's just got... Um, but <laughs> it was funny because at that point, it got to 3 a.m. And he was like, I should go home. I was like, yeah, I should go to bed. And then my other buddy Adam was just literally snoring on the sofa. I was like, you don't you don't sleep after watching the raid, you know. You just want to go out to your local alley and beat somebody up. You want to See, start I... start at the first tenement you find and work your way up. Absolutely. See, these people could do that round here and they'd literally clear out about four flats and that's it, done. But yeah, um, Adam really enjoyed that, so that was cool. Um, he's going to have to come round again and watch. Um, the raid two because he was like yeah i'll watch the raid two over here and he was like no nah, i better go home so that was i like cool. the i like the first one better anyway i mean the second one has some great action action pieces but it doesn't it's not like i don't think it's as visceral like you're in this filthy building I, blowing I agree. walls i do agree with you but i think for me they're on a par I think the second one was written before the first as well. What? Yeah. Yeah. How's that happen? I know it sounds confusing, but uh, Gareth Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He uh, he like had the idea to do the second one before the first one, and I think if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, but he just made the first one to fund the second movie. (laughs) Yeah. And it turns out to be like two of the best action movies ever made. <laughs> That's awesome. And the irony of it is that the story for the raid is exactly the same as the story for Dread. 
So, go figure. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. The Dread is also awesome. So underrated. That, I gotta watch again. It's been a few years since I watched that one. I just watched it like two months ago again, and it's so good. I mean, I remember going to see that at the cinema, and then as soon as I came out on Blu-ray, I bought it. So, I was very happy. Nice. How about you, Mike? What have you been doing? Anything other than working? Uh, I've been working and uh, watching movies. I have the the Criterion Channel, which is like a streaming streaming service for the Criterion movies, which I didn't need to explain because it's self-explanatory. But uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of old movies on there. They have a lot of classic movies, a lot of classic Hollywood movies. Um. I watched Cruising for the first time with Al Pacino. Never saw it. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, directed by William Friedkin, and it's about uh, like a police detective going into the gay subculture of New York City to catch a serial killer who's preying on gay men. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. Um, I recently rewatched 12 Angry Men because that's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, fucking so good. I never saw the uh, 90s one. Is they like remade it with like Jack Lemon? I heard that's really that. good. Yeah, I heard it's really good. I think it was like a TV, like a, like a two part TV series or something. I never watched it. Hmm. Uh, but I did finish up Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. And oh, that was awesome. Fuck, that came out? Yeah. The that's second season. Yeah. yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't rate the second season as much as I rated the first one. The second season was good. It had some great episodes, but I just didn't... I thought um, a lot of the stories ended too quickly. I, uh, like they, like they were a precursor to something more. Yeah, it started out like... The way Netflix is set up is really stupid, where it starts with the latest season and then it goes down to like season one. So it started off with season two for me. And since I never watched it before, I just thought that that was season one. And I ended up loving season two. And then I went to season one. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so one. good. There's only like one I didn't really care for. And that's when the uh, like Topher Grace and his girlfriend find the uh, like. Uh, oh, the uh, the freezer. Yeah, I just thought that was yeah. stupid. But other than that, I, I loved it. But I, other than that, I've been playing Mass Effect Remaster. I just finished the first one yesterday again, and it is just as amazing as I remember it. And uh, yeah, they uh, they announced a new Switch model. Ooh, and it's stupid. Oh, it's not like an improved one. Oh no! It's a they literally the name of it is called the Switch, uh, the OLED model. Oh, so it just and has a better screen. It only has a better screen, and the base has an Ethernet jack on it. So everyone okay. was hoping that the Switch, the next Switch, would be, you know, improvements on, you know, uh, graphics or like the chip inside of it or something, but. No, just the screen. Yeah, what I would have liked, you know how, this is getting a little nerdy, but on the Switch, if you're docked, right, it can play 1080p. Mm-hmm. 
but if you're undocked, it's not it's whatever seven twenty or whatever the switch screen is. I, I would just like it if they improve that so when it's undocked, it can play ten eighty. <laughs> exactly, and I think when it's undocked now, it's going to be uh, whatever. The, it's going to have an OLED screen, but I don't know how it affects like the actual like anything else. But I, that brings me back to my point because I brought my switch to work and you need an internet connection for everything. I've, I've got switch pro or whatever, where it's like the yearly subscription or the monthly subscription. Uh-huh. And you need an internet connection to play the classic NES and super NES games. Even if you and downloaded just, them. Yeah. Like I downloaded the, it's uh, an app for both on the switch where it has Nintendo. It's like a Netflix for NES and super NES games. And you need an a, internet connection just to access it. And I think it has to do with cloud saving, whatever, but come on. Yeah. Especially for something that you're going to use, you know, like a portable system. Yeah, I just want to play Star Fox. Come on. Star Fox 64, I hope. No, this is the... They only have the NES and SNES one. On oh, there, so Just okay. Star Fox. Yeah. Yeah, I was more of a Star Fox 64 guy. Oh, uh, it was my, one of my favorite games ever. Sure, sure. I used to know all the shortcuts and whatever. Oh, yeah, man. And like, I... the first time I ever explored a shortcut, I was so excited it's like a whole new level you're like what the fuck yeah. other levels different bosses and everything it was great oh man i don't remember any of that shit now it's just gone wiped away all that star fox knowledge right down the toilet and they have a uh, really good port for a 3ds oh really yeah i got a so 3ds I don't somewhere have it. yeah there you go it's probably over Oh, yeah, it's sitting right next to me, unplugged, probably dead, because it's been like that for, like, three years. Covered in dust. Oh, yeah, there's a good layer on it. Sitting right under the AC, so in case it drips, it'll go right on it. Oh, there you go. Oh, shit. All right, cool. So, let's see, what have I been doing? Well, my big news is, is that I got another kitten, fellas. So, we are now two kittens deep. Ooh. This one is Fat Tony. <laughs> and uh he's not fat, but his name's Fat Tony. Or or Rigatoni or Tony Baloney, something like that. Um I picked him up from Long Island last weekend, took the ferry over, got him, took a ferry ride back with a cat, which was fun. <laughs> and... <laughs> <Looking> <laughs> oh yeah. And he's a little bit of a nut job, so he's pretty funny. So I like that. So he'll be uh, terrorizing me for the rest of my life, I imagine. Um, What else have I been getting into? Uh, For some reason, and I I don't have an answer for this, I've been watching these terrible shark movies. I got a a box set from Amazon, and it was $6.99, and it had, I think, six shark movies and one alligator movie. That's the bonus feature. And they're all like sci-fi channel, horrible shark movies, Ozark Sharts, Ozark Sharts. Ozark Sharts. (laughs) You can get those. Ozark Sharks, Mississippi River Sharks, Ghost Shark, Swamp Shark, so many fucking sharks. So I've been watching these for like a week or so. Like at night, I'll put them on like as I'm going to bed. And like last night, Elisa goes, 
oh god i can't wait till you're done with this podcast so we can stop watching these shark movies i go what are you talking about she goes that's why we're watching these right and i go no the next podcast is on the purge and she goes well, what the fuck have you been doing i have no excuse she's so upset like well they're so bad too and they're all like I don't know. They're like in the swamp or by you. And so she'll fall asleep and I'll finish one. And then like the next night I'll start watching another one. And she's like, who the fuck are these people? What happened to that other girl? I'm like, that was a different movie. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So, uh, those are good. Um, I started playing dark souls remastered, which is the first time I played dark souls. And, it's good. I'm liking it, but it's comparing it to Bloodborne, which is my problem. It's so clunky. It's like slow and it just doesn't have that like, I don't know. The gameplay is not nearly as fast or as crisp, but I'm enjoying it. So I'll probably finish that. Yeah, Val um, loved the. She played the, I think the Dark Souls remaster for yeah. the first time, just like you did. And she just fell in love with it. Yeah, it's good. Like, I, I like the, the the monsters and stuff. I wasn't huge on the setting, uh, just because, I don't know, knights and armor and shit, that doesn't really, like, do it for me, but it's fine. I like it. The the um, one thing that gets me about those games, like, even Bloodborne and Dark Souls, is the music is just... Oh, yeah, absolutely. My God. There's two bosses that you have to fight in Dark Souls, like, at the same time. I forget what they're called. But the music for that section, Val kept dying. And I just didn't mind because I kept having to hear this beautiful, gorgeous music. It's so good. There's a guy on YouTube, Mike. He does I, he does other things, but he uh, one of the things he does is he'll take uh, some piece of like video game music and he will uh, doomify it, as in make it sound like Mick Gordon wrote the the music. So <laughs> That's awesome. He gets he like he gets all this stuff and he. And he, like, takes the music and he puts it through filters and he plays his own guitar and he does all these different riffs and puts in, like, electronics and stuff and and changes it. He did one I saw. It was uh, the Ludwig theme from Bloodborne, which is the best video game music ever. And he he doomified it, and it is amazing. I'm like, oh, my God, I hate that I love this. It's like so cool. It's a massacre. Uh, So good, though. You're right. The music on those games is amazing. Uh, speaking of music, I, I actually just got some new music. Uh, friend of the show, Adam Johnstone, who does Frightfully Forgotten on YouTube, uh, released a, a soundtrack of uh, all the music he's written for his show. And uh, he put it out, and I bought a copy. Comes with a free digital copy, and it's awesome. Guy wrote me a nice little note in it. It was probably the nicest thing anyone's ever written for me. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Tearing up a little bit. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So many onions in this room. But uh, no, he's a good guy, and his music is awesome. Very Carpenter-esque, if you like, like classic John Carpenter. I still say that Frightfully Forgotten has the best fucking theme tune for any channel or movie thing I've ever heard. Yeah, he's got a lot of good ones. He's got one that he did inspired by the fucking Bloodsport soundtrack. (laughs) <laughs> it's called like Kumite something or other. I'm like, oh my god, I love this guy. He's the best. Uh yeah, so that's about it. Uh TV and uh movies and stuff. I finished the Sopranos after like six months of watching those, and the ending sucked. And uh that's you excited that. for the new movie? 
Um, yeah, kind of. I like the cast. I like they got, um, I like John Bernthal that's in it. And, um, what's his face? Ray Liotta's got a part. And since I just watched this, now I'm more interested, you know, to sort of see what they do with the characters when they're younger. You know? Like, yeah. it kind of works out very well. I didn't know that movie was coming out, other than the rumor for the last 15 years that they're going to make it. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy that it is, because now I will definitely watch that. So, is it going to be in theaters, or is it like an HBO thing? It's both. Okay, good. That'll work out well. I do like that they got James Gandolfini's son to play him. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. So, yeah. Oh, I started Chernobyl last night. You guys ever watch that? I've always wanted to. I heard such good things about it. It It's amazing. Like, I I love, um, you know, that his, the historical stuff around Chernobyl. And, like, because they teach that stuff in, like, engineering school, like, all these failures and stuff and mm-hmm. the systems that they should have gone through and blah, blah, blah. So, like, seeing this huge miniseries about it and you get to see, like, all the, the bureaucracy and, like, you know, all the the Soviet um, party members arguing with each other and like the gross incompetence going on. And everybody has the thickest British accent you've ever heard, which is really funny because they're all like, hello, comrade (laughs) off to the shop. Are you? But it's made by, I think uh, who made it Uh, sky TV, I think, which is a British TV channel, right? Shane. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so it's not surprising. But they got a great cast, and it's an awesome show. And the special effects, oh my god, the makeup in this is better than, I don't even know, any, uh, uh, 90% of the horror movies out there. It's fantastic makeup. I'll watch it for sure. Oh, when you get to, like, episode two or three, and you start seeing the effects of some of the guys from the radiation, it's like, wow, that's gross. <laughs> Good stuff, though. If you, do you like, you said you like those engineering movies. Have you ever seen The China Syndrome? Mm-mm. It's with Jane Fonda, Jack Lemmon, Michael Douglas. It was made in 1979, and it was uh, it's about a reporter who uh, goes to uh, like a power plant, nuclear yep. power plant, and sees all these safety uh, uh, concerns. And the China syndrome, I guess, I think in real life, it's called that because if a nuclear uh, power plant ends up uh, like having a fallout or whatever you call it, it can melt to China. I'll go through but, the core. <laughs> yeah, but the whole but the whole movie is pure engineering lingo. They talk oh, I love about it. like safety valves and you know uh, trips and switches and everything. It was it's really well written. <laughs> I really highly recommend it. it was, it's a 1979 movie, so it's a little dated, but it's, I, it's really I'm definitely good. gonna look that up. Because I love that shit. Like, even in this, they're like, the feed water pumps are starting to go when you're taking the samples from this system. I'm like, that system doesn't go by the radiation. And then later in the show, they're like, you can't sample that system. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, it's good. Good stuff. All Mm. right, fellas, let's move this along. Let's get into some news. News. I do not have a lot of news. I have uh, one thing. Um... They're making a Slumber Party Massacre remake, which is odd because Slumber Party Massacre, if anyone watched it, is it was made in the late 80s 
And it was, there's a whole series of them. I think they're all directed by female directors and they're like really tongue in cheek and sort of a spoof on like, you know, slasher tropes. Like it's always scantily clad girls running around and like a guy with a big drill who's going to kill them. And, you know, it's just sort of like a goofy slasher thing. So I, I making a remake of almost like a spoof. I mean, it would kind of be like remaking airplane like that doesn't work. You can't do it. So I, I don't know how this is going to go. I assume very badly. I think it's going to go really terribly because they can't like, you know, and some part of massacre these women were just you know it was some something to like ogle at basically you know? right and it's you, you can't do that nowadays so i don't right. know how they're gonna pull that unless they try to make it super serious and yeah, that's a big mistake too yeah so. <laughs> i don't know i i don't see anything possibly good happening from this but uh you know i guess we'll have to see so, Shane, have you ever seen the Slumber Party Massacre films? I don't think so. They're funny. They're worth a watch. They're dumb slashers and scantily clad women the whole time. So, you know, it's what you expect. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, kind of like Friday, Friday the 13th on a budget. Uh, yeah, but probably not as good kills or special effects or anything. Hmm. So I don't know. I got them. I got the first three on DVD. I don't know if there's any others. I think that's it. Great covers, though. If you look at the cover art for all these movies, fantastic. They're all like horribly sexual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have uh, been. Um, what else? Um, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, I've watched um, first two Fear Street movies. Yeah, I know. I, those I'm looking forward to watching, but I'm going to wait until next week. Yeah, I'm going to wait till yeah. the last one comes out. Yeah, the 16th. Did you hear uh, Shout Factor is making a Halloween box set? Well, it's a box set? I thought they were just doing individual releases. Uh, if you pre-order the expensive one, like I did, stupidly... Um, mm-hmm. It comes with, uh, like, it's like a box set of all ball. Oh, son like of a, a bitch. Yeah. And it's, uh, the one that got me is because it comes with all, well, the first five films. And then it comes with the vinyl soundtracks for the first three films, which mm-hmm. includes new shit. Oh. By, by John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And it comes with a pin set, which I did not know that you could order it without the pin set. But now I'm getting a pin set. No, your Halloween I'm, a, I'm an idiot. And uh, last I checked yesterday, they said there was like 60% sold out already. Wow. Here's the problem I have, Mike. I just bought that fucking Halloween box set from <laughs> them. Like what? Two years ago? I don't even know when it yeah. came out. Oh, it's so aggravating. That's what they do, though. Like Arrow does that, too, where they'll yeah, release I... a movie. And then uh, a year later, like, here's the 4K version of it. Fuck you, dude. I don't even like Halloween that much. I don't even know why I bought it. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I mean, like, I like the idea of that, but I only want, like, part one and part three. I don't want any of the others. <laughs> and part six. Well, that's out of the set, Mike. Yeah, I know. Uh, 
Yeah, that was the only, like the good part about uh, some of those releases. Like when you did get part six, it gave you both the producer's cut and the theatrical. So you know, having ha- having the multiple cuts is really nice, and I think they did that on this set as well, Mike. I think part Halloween you know, two. They, they loaded it up. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, speaking of Halloween, did anybody see the trailer for Halloween Kills last week? I think I did. I tried watching it. It gave away way too much, so I just... Turns out Michael Myers survived that. Of course he did. (laughs) Of course he did. Otherwise there wouldn't be a trilogy in the making, would there? I think that means that there shouldn't be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care what you guys think. I'm really excited. I got moist. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm so pessimistic right now. I. I just don't have a lot of hope for like these movies that come out. There's nothing that's like, oh, I can't wait for that. I mean, no, that's not true. There are some movies I'm excited for. I. I just don't think that's one of them. I think it's going to be much like the previous one, where it's fine. It has a, like a couple good scenes. Uh, but overall, it doesn't make sense, and it's full of plot holes. It starts off on a plot hole. <laughs> it's <just, laughs> it's a burning plot. building, and he's killing firemen. What do those guys do? Uh, that'll teach him. <laughs> that'll teach him to save him. Oh, my God. Let it burn. Well, in other news, fellas, sadly, uh, Richard Donner, famous director, has passed away. Uh, from being really old. So, I assume... I didn't actually look that up. I don't know. I just know he was, like, in his 90s. But, uh, yeah, he was a legendary director and uh, made a whole bunch of awesome stuff, including The Omen, which I recently spent an episode shitting on. So, now I feel kind of bad for that, but... What are you gonna do? (laughs) What were some of your favorite Richard Donners there, Shane? The Goonies, for a start. Of course. Because the Goonies is awesome. Right. If you're 15 years old. I I was under 15, Mike, when I watched it, and it was (laughs) even better than you described. Yeah, the Goonies is great. Um, Obviously, the Superman movies, Superman 1 and Superman 2, the Donner Cut. Uh, you know, well, it is. That's the one that he filmed. <laughs> he he, Zack Snyder before Zack Snyder did it. Um, what I actually I for completely forgot about, but I saw in his list of movies was the Toy with Richard Pryor, and I watched that movie a million times when I was a kid. I thought that was great. I used to love the Richard Pryor movies. That was one of my favorites. But yeah, I've always seen stuff. it like in the the movie, like the like a blockbuster Hollywood. I always saw the toy, but I never watched it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, the Goonies, the Lethal Weapon movies, those are awesome. From what I remember, it's been a long time since I watched them all. I think the I last time the Lethal Weapon two in the theaters. Wow, is that the one with uh, Gary Busey? Yeah, that was nineteen ninety nine. I was fifteen. And um, I always remember when it came out on VHS, they upped the certification for it. Because when I saw it, it was a 15. And when it came out on DVD, it was an 18. 
Um, sorry, nice. UPHS. It was an 18. And yeah, um, yeah, that was, fuck, that was 1989. I think it was around about August 1989. Is that the one that opens up with Danny Glover on the toilet? Yep. Yes, that's the good one. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch those again. I like that. Um, I like that in the first one, he's like getting ready to retire in <laughs> his former movies. And how he always managed to say, "No, I'm too old for this shit." In each and every fucking movie. But on the plus side, and this is a plus side, now that Richard Donner has passed away. There will be no more talk of the Goonies 2 or Lethal Weapon 5. The Goonies 2? I think you're like 30 years too late. Yeah, I thought that. They'll find a way. Oh, sure. Just remake it. And they'll bring back all the the old people from it. Yeah. And then they'll introduce a new cast. Yeah, no, I love the Goonies, but I wouldn't want to watch a sequel. They had a sequel in video game form on the Nintendo. (laughs) <laughs> that's nice <laughs> should we go it's play like the... the Ghostbusters what do you mean because that game that came out was basically an unofficial or I think it was an official sequel to the Ghostbusters movie the Ghostbusters game? a Nintendo? yeah no, oh no not a Nintendo it was uh, Xbox oh, like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, thought I was thinking the top down one where you're driving around the Ecto-1 on the NES <laughs> I'm like, that game sucks. <laughs> oh, you're right, Mike. You're right. The Xbox is like the, yeah. three, the 360 one. The Xbox, that, that Xbox game, because um, it came out about six or seven years ago, didn't it? it must be uh, it's got to be longer than, than that. that. See, because think... I remember playing it. I remember a friend of mine, actually, he bought an Xbox 360, got it chipped, and he ordered a copy of the Ghostbusters game because he's a massive Ghostbusters collector. And he bought the game and he played it, completed it. And then he lent it to me. He went, here you go, you can play this because your Xbox is chipped. I was like, right. And I played it and it fucking sucked. I played it, was, it for a little bit back in the day. Uh, it was very well received. 2009. Seriously? Oh, yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it was very well received because they got all the voice actors and everything, and it was basically a sequel. And uh, the gameplay of of it was fucking stellar. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to fault that. I just thought the story sucked. I'm going to blame Dan Aykroyd for that. Oh, of course. All right, so uh, also on Richard Donner. I mean, he had some other good stuff with him. Uh, Scrooged, that's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Bill Murray's excellent in that one. Um, And he also did two of my favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes. Uh, One is Dig That Cat, He's Really Gone. It's got Joe Pantoliano as, like, this guy who absorbs the nine lives of a cat. And, like, keeps killing himself over and over to, like, make money in a a sideshow. It's so funny. Until he realizes that he miscounted. And the last one is his actual last life. <laughs> oh, so good. I'm sorry to spoil that episode. but And then uh, another great one. I can't believe he directed this because it was the most messed up Tales from the Crypt episode. It was uh, the ventriloquist dummy starring Don Rickles and Bobcat Goldthwait. 
And, like, Don Rickles is this legendary ventriloquist, and Bobcat wants to know why he retired, he was the best that there ever was, and blah blah blah, and he's hiding this hidden secret, and it's just disgusting. <laughs> it's a fucking great one. So, that might be the best work Richard Donner did. But, yeah. Any other thoughts on him, boys? I know you were broken up about this, Shane. I was. <laughs> Well, you wanted to discuss it, I imagine. Well, I suggested it only because he died. All right. So no additional thoughts, fellas? No. Nah. Um, nah, I got nothing. All right. We're, we're on to the purge then, boys. Um, so I actually hadn't seen these until this episode. So oh. I... I went through, I only watched the first three purges, but uh, I'm sure you guys could fill me in on what's going on in the ones after that. But, but who wants to start? Does anyone want to take purge one? Go on in, Mike. Okay. Uh, well, the purge one was uh, released in 2013. It was written and directed by James DeMonico, and it stars Ethan Hawke and uh, Lena Haiti? Haiti? Lena Hetty. Hetty? Hetty. Hetty. Lena Hetty. And, uh, yeah, it's basically, it starts off with uh, Ethan Hawke. He's driving in a car, and he, uh, you know, he's getting ready for the purge tonight. And he just made a, a big sale because he's a head of a security door company, a security system company. And obviously, in a world with the purge happening, security systems will be pretty sought after. Uh, so, you know, the purge happens. They kind of go over what the purge is. Since this is the first film in the whole franchise, you know, they kind of go over the list of roles over a TV set. So they're all sitting, this, his whole family is sitting by a TV set, and they, you hear sirens outside, and it's, you know, 7 p.m., it's time for the the yearly purge and it says in 12 hours all uh crime is legal except you can't kill government people and people of the military i think and you know he's got ethan hawk's got his family there and it's uh he's all locked down tight uh his daughter's boyfriend kind of sneaks into the house and he's like your dad says we can't be together but we're gonna be together and he's like, it's not like he can kick me out anyway. So while that's happening, uh, the son, who's kind of a tech freak, he has a little toy car. I think his name's Timmy or something. <laughs> it's a little creepy ass thing who drives around the whole, the whole, uh, the house, and he has a, a video camera on him and everything, it which looks, comes into play it later. It looks like a demonic toy, like from that movie. Like it's just yeah. gross. And he hears out of the, the microphones from outside a, uh, I think he's homeless. And he's going around and he's yelling, hey, somebody help me, somebody help me. So instead of just leaving the guy outside like any of us would do, because this is a yearly purge night, this stuff happens supposedly every year anyway. You know, the kid, he undoes the security system, lets the guy into the house. So for for uh, some reason, there's a, a group of rich white people 
that we're torturing this guy because since crime is legal, people have their own rituals and people have their own uh, ways to celebrate the purge every year. And they were torturing this guy. And I guess they went up to the neighbor's houses. They're like, which way did it go? And they all pointed to Ethan Hawke's house. So now he's harboring this homeless guy that this group of people want. And uh, much to the chagrin of Ethan Hawke, he wants to just give him back. But the, everyone was like, no, no, we got to keep him in here. It's only for the night and everything. But the the the, the mob, the angry mob, has these horrible looking masks. And uh, horrible isn't kind of creepy. And they're like, if you don't give him up within like an hour or two, we're going to come in there and we're going to take him and we're going to murder your whole family. So there's a lot of... Uh, uh, tension there where what they're going to do so it's basically the whole premise of this movie is the first purge movie in the whole franchise takes place in this house and the whole time you're like man i want to see what's going on outside but no <laughs> you see right. what's going on inside this house of ethan hawk and uh yeah that's basically that's basically it without getting into really like spoilers or anything in case anyone's never you know dived into this series but it's very violent. Um, there's a lot of good, like, there's some decent gory scenes, and it's extremely violent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's tense, too. There's a lot of tension, uh, especially in this movie. They try to, like, keep everyone, you know, on the edge of their seats, biting your nails to see what's going to happen next. Um I thought this was, to be completely honest, the worst of the three. Like, I, I think the next two were better. Absolutely. It, it's not because this was a bad movie. I didn't hate it, but I thought it was very mediocre. Like, if there's a movie that's a 5 out of 10, this is that movie. It's like just, okay, it's a movie. It has characters and things happen in it. Okay, got it. I'm not upset about anything that happened, and I'm also not like, that was great. It was just super bland for me. Um, I hated the daughter i hated the daughter's boyfriend i hated the little kid uh, uh i'm kind of ambivalent on lena heavy in this and, and i like her in stuff but i thought she did was probably the best and uh wasn't a big fan of ethan hawk either so like all over i don't know they had this, zero chemistry together oh yeah like they're married i don't i think they met on the set for the first time before that scene was shot that, that they're in like it's it's not great um but I could see why, like you said, Mike, you, you okay, all this awesome shit is happening and you're stuck in this house on this, you know, this one thing. You want to see all that crazy shit that's going down. Like, you see the little clips in the news. It kind of, kind of reminded me of the, um, you know, that Godzilla movie where they never show Godzilla for, like, the first, like, hour and a half. And all you're seeing is, like, little highlights of, like, his foot coming down or something. Um, yeah. And you're like, get to the fucking Godzilla. Like, that's what this movie felt like to me. Show me the goddamn purge. But, uh, but yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, what do you think of the first one, Shane? See, I quite liked the first one because um, I remember watching it for the first time. And I kind of got engrossed in it. You know, I was interested to see <clears throat> what was going to happen with the characters and how the story was going to develop. And I liked Lena Headey's character. I'm not a fan of Ethan Hawke. 
So it's, um, I, I mean, he did one good film, and that, in my opinion, and that was Daybreakers. But um, I thought Lena Headey was really cool. She was like, um, she turned into a, a bit of a badass towards the end, I thought. But um, yeah, I agree about the kids, um, especially the little kid. He irritated the fuck out of me throughout the entire film. I don't know what it is about kids in movies. Kids should not be in movies. You know, just fucking don't cast them. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, I thought the the general idea of people going around and killing people, you know, for 12 hours, murder being legal. I mean, can't, let's face it, who wouldn't want to kill someone? If murder was legal, I can think of a few. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but um, overall, I mean, I quite enjoyed it. I like the violence. I liked, um, I like the gore. I mean, there's not not a massive amount of gore, but I mean, it is pretty. It was pretty bloody. Um, and I liked. I did like the punch up around the, around the dinner table. Um, towards the end of the movie, I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. What's what I like about this too, and I I would probably also give this about a five out of ten, but what I do enjoy about the first you know few movies, like I said, I didn't see the I didn't rewatch the third and fourth one, but the first two, there's like a cult like sense with a lot of these people that take the purge so seriously that they start praying to the newfound fathers which is the government system in in these movies where they're the ones that implement implemented the purge where that gives people one day just to release all that stress and all that anger that they're building up inside of them, which overall supposedly lowers the crime rate and and lowers all these things, uh, you know, throughout the whole year. So giving these people that one day just to do whatever they want really helps. But these people are really taking it in a cult way where they're, as I said, they're praying before they're killing. They've got rituals and everything. I thought that part was extremely interesting. I thought it was a really good spin on it. You could easily just make a movie where people are, uh, you know, killing everybody, you know. But to have like a, a backstory like that, I think was really cool and a really good way to do these. Yeah, it could work. I, I like the world that they set up, though. I think uh, there's a lot of potential, which is why they can make so many of these movies, I think. And just the idea of the whole the Purge thing. And now you see it in all a bunch of other stuff. Like, there's a whole Rick and Morty episode on a Purge. They went to, like, a Purge world um, so that Rick could go Purge. And, uh, you know, they, they just have nonsense like this everywhere. It shows up and it's sort of filtered into different media. And I think you even see it in, like, video games and stuff now, too. Um. So, yeah, I, I like the idea of The Purge and the whole concept. I just didn't think this movie worked um, as good as the other ones, that is. All right, ready, ready for the next one? Sure. All right, I'm going to tackle this one, boys. Uh, the Purge Anarchy. Well, one thing I will say is I hate that they don't just fucking put numbers on these movies. It's one of those yeah. series that if you're looking it, at them on a shelf next it, to each other, you have no idea which one's next. It's so, really funny you say that because I'm sitting there looking at the list of movies and I'm like, shit, which one is next? 
Yeah, right. <laughs> and which one did I? How, what order did I watch these in the other night? You know, because like fucking. Ugh. It kind of doesn't matter, and that's kind of what I like about them too. Like you could watch this second one without having seen a single bit of the first one, and it would have been perfectly yeah. fine. You don't need to know the characters or the plot line or anything. They explain it all for you right away. You know, they again set up what the purge is, what's happening. And it's all done in a relatively quick manner. Uh, this one is again written and directed by uh, James DeMonico. Uh, this one stars Frank Grillo, who was also in The Grey, Zero Dark Thirty, Captain America Winter Soldier. Basically, this guy just plays like a military badass no matter what. Um, Carmen A. Hogo? A Hojo? I don't know how to say it. Uh, sure. she, was in, she was in Fantastic Beats, Alien Covenant, and It Comes at Night. Um, and uh, Zach Guilford also in this. He was in The Last Stand, which is funny to think of, and The Devil's Do, which I think is like a bad exorcism movie. I haven't watched it. Um, so anyway, in this one, uh, a couple has their car break down on Purge Night, and they're stuck out in the middle of the city, and they're like, oh, shit. Uh, at the same time, uh, a woman and her daughter learn that their father has given his life uh, to a bunch to a rich family, so he'll essentially be a sacrifice. But they're going to get paid like a hundred thousand um, dollars, and then they're attacked by like her neighbor and this like weird paramilitary crew that like pulls them out of the building so they can be executed. And uh, Frank Grillo shows up, and it's just he's basically just the Punisher. And he just kills everybody and begrudgingly rescues these people. Like, he doesn't really want to, but he's not a bad guy, so he sort of has to. And they just get kind of, throughout the movie, they get pushed from one scenario to another. It's, it's almost like little set pieces. Like, they keep moving from situation to situation. And everything just keeps escalating and escalating as the night goes on. And they're just trying to survive it. And I thought this movie was a fucking blast. It was non-stop from the beginning to the end. All that, like, tension they had in the first movie where you're kind of, like, waiting, like, what's going to happen next? You don't have time to wait in this one because there's, like, bullets flying and people running out with axes and stuff. It's just nuts. Um, solid action movie. It wasn't as, you know, as crazy as, like, we talked about The Raid earlier. Obviously, that's a better, like, action kung fu fighting movie. But, like, this is more in the traditional sense. You know, you hide behind cars, you're shooting guns, you're trying to get out of a situation. And uh, I liked it. I really liked this one. If I saw the, if the first, I said the first purge was, purge was like a five. This one is easily a seven. Like, I don't know. This one hit me right in that, like, yes, this is what I wanted. I wanted to see downtown. I wanted the chaos and the nutso stuff. And then, then maybe a little bit of the conspiracy stuff sprinkled in. Uh, I thought it all worked out perfectly great. They go on to explain a little bit more that maybe the purge isn't as like black and white as they set it out to be. Maybe there's like more sinister motives into what they're doing with the purge, uh, like in terms of the government. But uh, yeah, I really like this one. I thought this one was fucking awesome. What do you guys think? Yeah, I didn't mind this one actually. Um, I thought. Uh... The action sequences in this one were, were a bit better, obviously. Um, just seeing the stuff downtown, I thought was really, really cool. And just seeing all the violence and just people getting just beaten to death with baseball bats and like all those 
just there was the guy in the truck um with the fucking um the minigun yeah i mean <laughs> that was kind of awesome and the guys on the um on the motorbikes as well i thought that was really cool um because i like the fact that they all had ulterior motives to go out and purge so that was pretty cool um right different groups were doing it for different reasons yeah, like the guys, like Ghoulface, the guy with the white mask with God painted on it. He was doing that. He wasn't purging. He was basically collecting people to take and get money for. So he was making his money from kidnapping people and sending them to be purged. And then you had the big guy, you know, he was just like, or the guy with the minigun, he was just going out to just kill people just for fun. Well, he wasn't doing it for fun. And then you had all the other guys who they were trying to survive. Then you had Frank Grillo's character who was just going out. He was just going out to purge. Well, he wanted revenge. He had a very specific thing he was going for, which I thought was great. Yeah. Yeah, so... I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I'd give this one a seven. Yeah, nice. What do you think, Mike? Oh, I love. I, th- I this movie's awesome. Um, like Shane was saying, all of the different characters had different reasons to purge. The guy in the truck with the minigun, he was actually working for the New Founding Fathers. He wasn't doing it for fun because he says it later on in the movie where he's like, "Not enough people are killing each other, so we got to go around and we got to actually make up the the difference because." To keep the purge going, they need people to kill people. But since not enough people were killing each other, that's why there was different trucks with different people doing it. So I, I found that aspect really neat. And they really expanded on, the, oh, I should say they, the James DeMonaco who wrote these, <laughs> these and directed these first two. Yeah, he just really expands on that awesome lore that the first one established now you get to see what's in the streets now you get to see how different people are reacting to it like you've got that crazy woman on the the on the the roof of that one building where she's just spouting off nonsense into mm. a, i forget what you call them where you speak into them like a loudspeaker and it just you know you, you kind of she they, the group just runs by her and you see that that person exists and there's nothing else with it you know what I mean? Like they just yeah. they have sprinkles of different people and different personalities and how they're dealing with the purge in it. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, the the acting is great in it. Frank Grillo is a badass. And he has this one goal throughout the whole movie that he wants to accomplish. And even while he's helping these people, he's like, I need that because they promise him a car if they uh, if he gets the group to where they're going and he's like i need that car as soon as they get as soon as they get to this apartment he's like i need that car <laughs> like he doesn't care he just wants that car he wants to do what he was uh set out to do and it's just i, I this movie's so much fun i i would also give it a seven uh i i could rewatch this movie and it's just a lot of fun i love it oh absolutely yeah uh, and it doesn't slow down. That's my favorite part. Even though there is one part where it sort of it takes a break and lets you catch your breath, 
and then it just jumps right back into fucking nonsense. Like it's like a little a little five minute scene that you're like, okay, I can relax for like a couple seconds. The, the, yeah. the, the characters are safe for now. Oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. So, uh, and uh, you know, of the three that I watched, this was my favorite. But uh, you know, like I said, it's not to say that the the others are bad at all. But um, Shane, did you want to cover the third? Yeah, um, Purge election year. Basically, um, Frank Grillo is back in this one um, as former police sergeant Barnes. becomes a head of security for the Senator Charlie Rome. Um, she's a presidential candidate um, who's trying to stop the purge. And basically, on purge night, she has been targeted um, by the founding forefathers for death because um, she wants to eliminate the purge and they want it to continue. And the way I thought this movie was actually a lot more action-packed, I thought it was more tense. Um, And it was kind of like how the movie starts. They're in the house, you know, or she's doing the speech, and then they end up at the house where she's meant to be staying under lock and key. And basically, they get sold out. So she gets sold out. So the security teams that are looking after her, Frank Grillo's character, is the only one who's actually legit looking after her. He's none the wiser, while the rest of the guys in the house are basically stitched her up and they are trying to kill her. So the movie stuck pretty much goes from there where they have to escape and they have to fucking run because they've got drones after them and they've got people just constantly looking for them to kill them. Um, and it turns out that she, uh, the reason, one of the main reasons she wants to do it is because a lot of the people, homeless communities and the people who are um, less fortunate, you know, like fixed income, that kind of pe- those kinds of people, you know, out of work, they're the ones that are being targeted by the forefathers to be purged, to be killed. So she wants that to stop and in the ensuing story and then develops that it's the guy who the, the homeless guy from the first movie also featured in the second movie has a bigger part in this one. It's known as Dante Bishop. He's the one who's helped get all the homeless people off the streets into a safe space where they can, where they can be protected on purge night. And they've got doctors and surgeons there helping out as well. So they're helping out the injured and, you know, looking after them, just taking care. But also there's, um, with the um, other, the governors or the, um, sorry, the presidential candidates, one of the other guys who wants to kill um, Charlie Rowan, um, he has a speech all prepared and he's kind of like part of the cult so to speak, where he's essentially inviting all these people to all the members of the forefathers of the group to take part in a purge in a church where he's essentially Rowan gets kidnapped and she's tied up, she's drugged and all the rest of it and she's brought out on like um, a sack barrow kind of thing where she's um, tied up to it. And they've got her waiting in the wings to be purged. And the guy who plays the priest, 
Um, he's been in quite a few things. I remember the last thing I saw him in was in um, The Strain. Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, he was he's pretty cool at that. Um, but, yeah, they uh, basically this fucking presidential candidate is basically trying to kill off all the opposition so they can continue with the purge. And um, it all goes a bit fucking wrong. And, uh, you know, Dante is the leader of the group who are trying to take out. They have a different plan where they want to assassinate the presidential candidate so Rowan can win. But as she points out, they can't, she can't let them do that because it would make the other candidate, uh, Chief Cooper, I think his name. No, not Chief Cooper. One of the others. Chief um, Keith. Uh, Caleb Warrens, I think it is, isn't it? Chief, is it Chief Keith? No, I was just making a joke. It's a rap. <laughs> anyway, um, she says it would make him a martyr and they would win. So it would make the purge more official and more stronger. Um, but she wants to do it legit. And um, then it all goes to like the last part of the movie, which is where all all the action kind of like goes forth and it takes place. And, you know, I thought uh, Frank Grillo in this one, he's pretty good in this because he, he takes a few hits, you know, he, he gets shot a couple of times and, you know, he gets injured and yet he still fucking fights on. And then you've got the guy, the deli guy, which I think um, the guy who runs the deli, I think is really funny because Frank Grillo keeps referring to, referring to him as deli guy. Throughout the movie, even though he's told him told him his name numerous times, he still calls him Deli Guy, which I thought was pretty funny. And you know, he's got his little store, and there's um, there's the kids that are in the shop, the little teenagers, the schoolgirls who are trying to steal from the shop. And then you've got the guy who is Michael T. Williamson, who plays Joe Dixon, he's the guy who runs the shop. And then his, um, the other, the co-owner, Marcos, played by Joseph Julian Soria, he stops the girls from uh, stealing. And then you've got Betty Gabriel playing Lainey Rucker, who um, she goes by some kind of previous name because apparently she's quite, she's quite deadly herself. And these kids find this new respect. But when they rock up later on with the car all covered in fairy lights and stuff like that, she says, I want my fucking candy bar and I'm going to take it and I'm going to wreck your shop. And um, was, yeah, I just thought it was really funny when Betty Gabriel just walks up, rocks up um, in the ambulance or in that van where she's basically treating injured people. Um, she just rocks up and just fucking blows the fuck out of them with a shotgun. You know, I just thought that was really cool, really quite clever. But um, it all goes back to that shop, you know, and I, th I thought it was really cool how they did that. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought uh, this movie for me, it was definitely better than the previous two. Um, there was definitely some excellent elements that could have been used in the first two, 
if you see what I mean. Mm. There's, yeah, but um, overall, I'd give this movie a seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm not with you on this one. I think this is a step down from the previous. Um, some of the some of the problems, I think the characters weren't as, I don't know, I'm going to say likable. Like the uh, candy bar girl, I was just yeah. like, fucking get this person off the screen. I cannot watch her anymore. She was like overacting so hard, like obnoxious. That's the only description I can have for her is I didn't want to see her anymore. She was so obnoxious. Aren't most teenage kids like that? I mean, her friends weren't as annoying as she was. (laughs) Uh, The deli guy, I mean, he... What I kept thinking of in that was, I, I don't even remember the line, but there was a character in the second Resident Evil movie, and he had the most, like, this is GTA, motherfucker. Like, that's what that's what it was. Yeah. It, it reminded me of, like, dumb shit. Like, let's get this guy to say all the dumb things we can think of. And I don't know. I found that annoying. Like, he had the, his his sidekick, the, uh, the guy from Mexico City. Um, you know, was like a genuine character who had like emotions and feelings, and he was like bouncing off of this like cartoon. I don't know. It 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 seemed to conflict with the rest of the movie or the way the rest of the movie was. I liked Frank Grillo. I liked uh, the senator lady. She was good. I liked the conspiracy stuff, like how deep the uh, the founding fathers, you know, got in terms of um um. Like they're what they're willing to do to, to keep power, and uh, I liked that the purge is essentially just an excuse to lower the deficit. I think that's hilarious. Like that's like <laughs> we want to cut the budget, so we're gonna kill a large portion of the population. I don't know. To me, that just makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, I think uh, overall, I think this movie was not as good. Uh, it wasn't paced as well as the previous one. And for some reason, I know Grillo directed both. Uh, not Grillo, I'm sorry. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Demonico directed both. But for some reason, the camera work in this one just felt bad. Like it was all jarring, quick shots jumping around. And it, it sort of made me like a little bit nauseous. Like I, I felt like the other ones were shot a little bit better. But um, it was still enjoyable. I liked it. I liked all the action. Um, I, I liked the, the Grillo character. They kept him. The only thing that I thought was a little weird was I specifically remember, and maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but in the previous film, they said that that was the fifth purge. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then in this one, they say that the senator's family was killed 15 purges ago. So this one takes place much further in the future, at least 10 years, but Grillo has not aged at all. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember. I, I only watched this once and I don't remember. It, like, it only says it like in the very beginning, oh, her family was killed 15, like 15 years ago in the first purge or something like that. They said like 15 years ago, her family was killed during a purge. And I'm like, okay, so, but the last one was the fifth purge. So that means that this one, like I was trying to do math in my head and that never, that never helps when I'm trying to watch a movie. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, what, what do you think of the third one, Mike? I really don't remember it. I, I, I think I saw this in theaters when it first came out and I really wanted to go back to it. I have them, uh, downloaded and, but I just did not get a chance to watch them. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not terrible. I liked it better than the first. I, I'd put it in between the first and the second, but um, I just think the second edges this one out. That's just my opinion. So, all right, boys, I did not watch the fourth one, which I think is the first Purge, right? Correct. Uh, also, the worst name for a movie you can do, calling it The First Purge. Hey, which Purge are you watching tonight? Oh, The First Purge. Oh, the one with Ethan Hawke? No, 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 no. The First Purge, the movie, then The it First just, Purge. It turns into an Abbott Costello routine. Yes. Don't do that to your movies. Just, <laughs> just name it Purge Origins or something. The First Purge. All right, who wants to talk about this see, one? This I did not see it. I can... I couldn't actually find a copy of this to watch. Wow. <laughs> I was I was kind of intent on looking for this to watch. And Friday, I was watching something on Friday on Netflix, and I saw the first purge on there, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'll watch that tomorrow. And then yesterday, went to go and watch it, and it had been taken down. But I could have paid money to see it on Amazon Prime, which I refused. Hmm. Well, did anyone watch this at all? No. <laughs> Have you ever seen it, Shane? No. All right. <laughs> From what I remember, like I, I watched this also when it first came out, and I think I fell asleep. Oh, I think no. Val could tell you more about it than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to edit her in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. Well, let's skip the first purge then. Oh, uh, what's the next one? I don't know. The next one's the newest one. Oh, shit. This is the newest one. All right, Mike. I think you're the only one that watched this one, right? Yeah. So this one is called The Forever Purge. And it was made. It's brand new. 2021. It was directed by Everardo Gout. Oh, so they written... got rid of uh, Demonico, huh? Well, it's still written by James DeMonico, so I think he took a step down from directing. Okay, so this movie is the least Purge movie out of all the Purge movies. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Many people may disagree with that, but this really didn't have anything to do with the Purge. So this movie is about the people who support the purge and the people that, you know, every year they go out and they, you know, kill and they do rituals and stuff. But now they want it to extend later than the 12 hours. So, you know, this, this one takes place in Texas and it's kind of got a Texas and Mexico thing going on. And there's uh, these group of people that are in, like they're cowboys basically and they find that you know they lock themselves in with the purge and everything and the the intro of the movie is actually everybody really getting bunkered down for the purge and the whole rest of the movie is them dealing with the fact that the purge actually lasts just a little bit longer this time and so it, it revolves around josh lucas who is in uh session nine He's in it, and he's great in it. But it also revolves around Adela and her husband, Juan. And they were brought to to Texas because they're trying to run from something, which I don't want to get into. But it really focuses on these two groups of people and how they're dealing with everything. 
so I'm trying not to spoil anything, but it really doesn't matter. So literally, it, there's not much to say because the, the whole movie is them trying to get to Mexico, which is kind of ironic because in the beginning, you know, they were trying to escape Mexico to go to Texas. But they're trying to get to Mexico because everybody is still purging after these 12 hours. And the whole it, it just deals with these rednecks that just want. Wow. <laughs> dealing oh, with that that motorcycle got through yeah was, it felt like it was in the room with me <laughs> he um, just drove by my house yeah so it, it just it, they were just on the way to mexico and it just shows all these people still purging after all this time and it's going on for days um it's the these people are diehard new founding fathers supporters and they have flags and everything, and they're running down people off the road that don't support the new founding fathers. Uh, in one scene, these groups of people are in a truck, and they're driving down the highway, and all these people on motorcycles are coming up after them, shooting at the truck and everything, bashing them. And then one of the, the main actresses she finds a flag of the new founding fathers in the truck she holds it up to the window she's like we're supportive of it and you could hear them they're like yeah they're one of us let's go and then they just drive away <laughs> but you know the the thing that the best part about the purge movies to me was that it began and ended like from what i remember the second one you know it as soon as those sirens started at the end of the movie everyone just stopped yeah. You know, they're like it's like an off button. And here it just doesn't feel like a purge movie to me because everyone is just in the streets and they say, you know, purge here, new founding fathers there or whatever, but it just there was no tension. It didn't end. So it's just a whole bunch of hillbillies in the streets is killing everybody. It just did not feel like a purge movie at all. And especially since the deal it like goes into like the desert and like Texas and Mexico, and it's just not an interesting setting. I want to be in a densely populated area, not right. in the middle of nowhere. Right. You want to see and, Purge Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Which I live every day anyway. But right, that is just, just the purge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's just not interesting. They they eventually go to the city. But it's just anarchy everywhere. It's not interesting. I didn't, I keep saying that over and over again because I'm so disappointed. The the you know first Purge movie, it's like I want to see outside. I want to see how people are getting creative. And the second movie did that. They're like these how people these are the ways people are getting creative with their kills and what they're doing and rituals and all that. And the in this movie, I think they just try to play on the on the fact that there's rednecks in america and <laughs> it's just it's too on the nose it's way too on the nose and it's it just did not feel like a purge movie at all so and you take away that 12 hour time and it's just a bunch of people in the streets rioting do you know timeline wise where this one takes place uh, I think it's going to be the, it's obviously going to be the, I don't know like the exact date, but it's, it takes place like now because, and spoilers, I'm going to briefly say a sentence that gives away the ending. It doesn't end. It just, 
it the movie ends with the news reporter going, yeah, and hopefully these riots go down. I wonder how America is going to change after all this. And the riots never stop. And then, and now and then the have... lights come on in the audience and everyone goes, boo. <laughs> no, basically, yeah, dude. It's just It just ends. So the, the main characters do what they have to do. I don't want to spoil that. But, like, after that, it's just everybody's riding in the streets. And then they they um, they say that the regular people like you and me are going up against the new founding father support group and the streets. And they're like, there's just riots in the streets all over America. And even the military had to withdraw their, I guess, the the support of the new founding fathers is so strong and these rednecks have so much they're so organized that they overthrew the american military which spends trillions of dollars on the dumbest shit anyway so but they can't take down all these rednecks with walkie talkies Mm. i don't know it's just that's how it ends and it's it does i don't know it's that's why they call it the Forever Purge because it's just gonna go keep oh, going on forever. I didn't even know that was the name of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when when you told me there was a new Purge movie, Mike, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, what? And what I, I, I I like the series. I didn't watch the I didn't rewatch the last two, but I remember you know enjoying it. The the lore that the, the story in the world building that they uh, came up with for these movies is really fascinating. It was really cool. Um, but it just didn't, it just, this one didn't do it for me. There's not too much gore. There's, I mean, there's some action and later on in the movie, there's a little bit of violence, but otherwise it's, it's just kind of whatever. And I I would literally rate this about the same as the first one. I would, I would give it a five. Okay. Wow. Big up and downs then. Now now it's got me really questioning it, whether the, uh, the first purge is good or not. (laughs) I'm gonna have to check that out. I don't want to oh, say this man. movie was terrible by any means. The acting was like pretty decent, <laughs> except oh the the main woman uh, Anna De La Regura, which I'm the whitest person in the That's world. That's exactly so. how you pronounce it. I'm a shot. <laughs> <laughs> she did a am- she was awesome. She was great in it. Josh Lucas was great in it. Everybody was great, besides the main guy Juan. His name is Tenak. Hueda in real life and he is just has a blank stare on his face the whole damn time and it's like they just dragged him off the street and was like hey you want to you want to star in the newest purge and he was like yeah but everyone else did botox, Mike. wait what i probably filled his face full of botox oh i don't know maybe but i mean if you go on uh, imdb and you see his face that's how he I'm looks right now that's how he looks throughout the whole movie. Is uh is he like the uh the Cole from Mortal Kombat of this movie? Just like he's he's the main guy and he sucks. Yeah, I would say Cole has more acting range than Get out of here. This guy. I, I really do. I, and it just doesn't make sense because everyone else does so well in this. The the main woman, Adela, she's awesome in this. But he is just like he's not believable at all. Wow. He's got quite the um, he's got quite the uh, acting credits. Like yeah, maybe yeah, sixty-eight different thingies. And maybe um, he just didn't yeah. give a shit about being in the newest Purge movie. I don't know. Yeah, probably, probably because they didn't tell him it was a Purge movie. <laughs> 
I barely even knew it. The 007 movie Spectre. Sure. Yeah. Was there any yeah, like that's... good? Was there any good booby traps? Because I noticed throughout the movies they started increasing like <laughs> the amount of booby traps they put in. Honestly, this movie is mainly them in a truck trying to drive to Mexico. Um, but the only booby trap I really remember, and I just watched this yesterday, the only one that really like stuck out to me is the beginning part. I think so. The uh, Adela, she sees a goat in a cage, and I guess it has one of those uh, pneumatic air things where it like kills like cows. You know what I mean? Okay, like uh, yeah. what's that? Uh, no Country for Old Men. Yeah, like one of those air guns. But I think it's in the cage or whatever. And she's trying to rescue this goat that's just in an alley or something. I don't get why it was there. But this was after supposedly the purge ended. So she, everyone's like walking out like nothing's wrong. And she stumbles upon this goat. And she tries to rescue this goat. And like the... the it's hard to explain, but the, the front part of the gate comes up and it traps her in like by her neck and this thing you could you could uh activate it by a button it shoots down and like i'm assuming to kill an animal like that but then she you know she kind of uh gets away from him holds the guy there and another guy presses the button and it just goes right into his head otherwise it was a pretty straightforward movie there was just a lot of gun action and there wasn't too many, from what I remember, too many good booby traps in it. That's a shame, because I thought they were getting pretty good with them. Like, in part two, they had that one snare that, like, pulled the guy, like, down the street, and he got, like, locked. Yeah. And then, like, in the second one, when they, or no, I'm sorry, in the third one, when they step out, and there's, like, it's like a Dark Souls trap. Like, it's just like a blade comes swinging down back and forth, and they gotta, like, get by it. I don't know, I laughed when I saw that. This one, wow. like I said, it takes place in the middle of nowhere, so there's not too much to to do. Yeah, it's sort of a weird choice for a setting. Like, you'd almost want, I don't know. I guess it, it, it sort of makes sense for, like, a suburb, and it makes sense for, like, in the city. But, like, do we really want one, like, way out in the countryside? Like, that's just a bunch of hillbillies killing people. I mean, we, we got a ton of movies like that already. Yeah. And the, the climax of the movie is a shootout. That's not something I really want to see in a Purge movie. Mm. I want it to be, you know, tense and everything. It was just a just a shootout. And I'm just sitting there, and it, it was really hard to stay awake for this. It was it was boring. It was more boring than anything. And this was in the theater? I think so. Yeah, in theaters July 4th. No, I, I watched I watched it in a very illegal way because I tra- I'm, I'm going to be honest. I tried. I had no time to get to the theater and I tried so hard to I was trying to see if it was on like HBO Max or any like legal way to stream. I couldn't even rent it on YouTube or Amazon Prime or anything. Nothing. And I'm like, well, screw this. It was only in theaters. I was right. like, oh, fuck it. Wasn't it great for that like for that few months or a year when like a new movie you would just be like, Alright, maybe I'll I'll rent this for like ten bucks and watch it. Yeah. You know? It was very convenient. Now that's gone. And I would have I would have spent like the ten, fifteen bucks to rent it, but I can't find it on anything. It's only in theaters. And this doesn't make sense for it to be in theaters. The what, fifth 
Purge movie in the series to be only in theaters? Like, release it on streaming. Come on. Yeah, right. They would have gotten Widow on Disney Plus, which is Marvel, but this is only in theaters. Like, wait, Black fun. Widow's so, at Disney Plus? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I think you still have to like rent it. It's oh one of those yeah, Disney yeah. Plus Fuck scams. That. You know, no, they were just that. like, hey, you know, yeah. That's bullshit. Well, you I have do to want pay to see. like fifteen ninety nine to watch. Yeah, you're already subscribing to Disney Plus, but they're still making you rent it, which is horseshit. I'm glad I canceled my Disney Plus because. I don't want to get into that rant, <laughs> but I'm just Although, annoyed. It's, it's you know, I, I did see that trailer for What If that's coming out this summer, and I'm like, oh, I want to watch that. <laughs> that looks really good. Yeah, yeah, I heard different things. It's just what like different like Marvel characters played by other Marvel characters. Well, I the the comic series What If was always a favorite of mine, and they would have just dumb questions. Like it would be like. I don't know, what if Uncle Ben didn't die? And then Spider-Man just turns out to be an asshole. And you're like, okay. <laughs> it's like a whole story about that. You know, I, I, I forgot what this series is going to be, but I know one of them is like, what if Peggy Carter becomes Captain America? And, you know, it's all about the MCU. It's not about, like, the, the comics. It's about what happened in the movies. So uh... I, th- I think that's a good idea. Like, you change the shit in the movies and see if people like it or not. And then they'll, from there... They could, they'll probably use it as a test bed to release other stuff. So, like, I know there's one, there's well, part of a trailer that shows zombies, and I'm like, oh, are they going to allude to Marvel zombies? And based on the reaction of that one episode, Greenlight a Marvel Zombies movie? Oh, absolutely. Maybe. I was actually looking at the IMDb for it, and uh, I was disappointed because Frank Grillo is, isn't Crossbones anymore. Are you He's kidding like, me? But he is in this. He is in What If. That's what oh. I was getting at. Like, they, he's not going to be, they're not doing a Crossbones thing with him anymore, even though he signed, like, this, like, seven-movie contract or something. Obviously, that includes, like, cameos and stuff. But, like, I, because I really like him as an actor. He was amazing in Warrior. He was good in all these movies, and that's, I want to see more of him. And But he's going to be Crossbones in the What If series. Okay, did you happen to watch the, uh, Captain America show on Disney Plus, the no. Falcon and Winter. I, I was just gonna ask if he was in that. No, because that would that would make sense. Uh, it doesn't look like he was. I'm on his IMDb page. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Didn't he have a? Hang on a minute. Didn't he have a contract which is immediately annulled or something? Yeah, it was something like that. That yeah. and they like killed him off in uh, one of the Avengers movies, I believe. I think they killed him, and then he made a cameo in the newest and uh, end, end game for that uh, flashback sequence. Oh, that's right. They killed him in uh, um, Civil War. Oh, right. Here we go. Right. Initially signed on to appear in seven Marvel Studios films. That had his contract abruptly terminated by the studio after the script for Captain America's Civil War killed off his character of Brock Rubleau Crossbones. That's Disney. Yeah, they don't Excuse give a fuck. What would happen to Shane? I don't know. Nice guy. I think he left. <laughs> oh, good. The perfect time. <laughs> Perfect, just as I was going to start wrapping up. Oh, man. 
I gotta get uh, some time to play some Dark Souls today. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I may uh, dabble with Mass Effect too, but I hate sitting down to start a big game like that that I know that I need to put in like 30, 40 hours to. <laughs> you Oof. know, I only play for like an hour or so. I just feel like it's such a waste of time. They get you through all the intro cutscenes. <laughs> no, I know that's the problem. Modern games, man, it takes you two hours to get to anywhere. Right, and the first level's a training level, and you're like, I, yeah. just, I don't want to do this. The first when I was playing the kind of the newest Pokemon game, Pokemon Sun and Moon, they uh, it's like two games ago. The first like I'm not even joking. The first few hours of the game, like three four hours of the game, is pure training. Like I've never played Pokemon before. Come on, like, go fuck yourself. That, yeah, those intro levels. I mean, they could be good, but a lot of times you just make them quick. You get down a couple of the mechanics and move on. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All right, Shane, are you back from your pee? I'm back. I'm back from my slash. Excellent. Well, let's slash this episode down so we can finish it up. <laughs> So if you want to get a hold of the podcast, unless you guys have any other input on the Purge movies, are you looking for more Purges? I should ask that. Kind of. Uh, I just wish they nipped this whole Forever Purge thing in the bud because it's not interesting at all. I don't want to see just riots in the street. I look out my window and see riots. I don't want to fucking... <laughs> I don't want to see just endless Forever Purges. It just, the Purge is about 12 hours long, once a year, and it's about how creative people are getting and the rituals they do and all the stupid over the top stuff and acting that the the series built upon. I don't want to see just rednecks and just organized rednecks in the streets killing non believers of their cause. It's just stupid. What do you think, Shane? You want more purge? No. <laughs> you I'm quite happy. No, I'm quite happy. Um with what they've done with it so far. I mean, I've not even watched the TV series, so... Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I yeah. I, I didn't that even stuff. look that up at all. Well, because my buddy Adam, he's, he's well into the Purge movies himself, and he did tell me that there was a TV series, and I was like, no, I just want to watch the films. I think Frank DeMonaco was involved in that one, too, in the TV series. Right. Yeah, I'll stick with Chernobyl. <laughs> um, I don't even know what I'm gonna watch. No, that's no. I've done the purge. Um, I'm not sure what I'm gonna watch next. I don't know, Shane. Fear Street. Well, that'll be next week. Ah, gotcha. Third movie's out on the sixteenth, so. I'm actually sitting there on my birthday and just like turn off all social media and just binge watch all three movies again. There you go. That's a hell of a day. Yeah. I'm not doing anything, so might as well. It's a pain in the ass because the um, the restrictions are finally being lifted on July 19th, which is the day after my birthday, which... And it's kind of funny because my birthday's in a week's time, even if I'm wanting to go anywhere, I can't because of all these restrictions. Right. 
So next Sunday, I will be spending it at home watching movies and trying to avoid social media, media as much as possible. I mean, that sounds like a plan to me. I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> you know, you could just go out the next day if they're lifting restrictions. <clears throat> no. No, I won't. <laughs> Attaboy. I wish there was a way to put restrictions back on and for me to keep my job. Oh, so you don't want to go to your job? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it's just working with people, you know. Oh, people are the it's worst. People, isn't it? It's, I think we've gotten so used to seeing very few people. I don't know what you days. guys are talking about. I didn't have a single day off. <laughs> I went to work the entire time. <laughs> All right, Mike. It's, um, <laughs> it's just <laughs> the fact seeing... Was so used to seeing very few people and not seeing many people out on the street. I'm not prepared for that. Yeah. I'm not it, prepared rough. to see. Yeah. I'm just not prepared to see the mass amount of people. Because, I mean, my anxiety will go through the roof as it is. And I'll probably, if I was to get the bus into the city centre in Norwich... I'd probably take one look around and be like, no, fuck this, I'm going home. Yeah, the trains are getting like busier and busier every time I go yeah. on it, and I'm just getting more and more in a pissed off mode. And I'm just yeah. dealing with more and more people. Like, all, like, no offense to anybody who travels to Chicago, but fucking tourists, dude. Like, they'll, they'll, because I have to take the L train, so I have to get up, I have to go up these stairs, and all these people stop right on the fucking stairs to take a picture of the Chicago theater. And they take pictures in front of the Trump building and the Chicago theater. And they're just there. They're just all there. They're all in this one area. And I'm like, go away. Go closer. Go into an area where there's no people trying to walk. And that is why we need another pandemic. Bastards. (laughs) That's what I'm trying. Bill Burr said that on Conan recently. (laughs) <laughs> he was like <laughs> he said that uh he's like i wish I, he said something along the lines of he wishes more people die during covid <laughs> oh my god and conan conan was like you mean he's like you mean people you don't know right like all these strangers he's like no he's like i mean everybody even like people i know he's like i wish just clear this place out <laughs> <laughs> What we need is another pandemic. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, one pandemic was good, but what about second? Yeah. Son of a bitch. All right, well, I've had just about enough of it, fellas. So let's wrap this purge up. I'm going to go purge my butthole into the toilet. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to um, go and cook make that the hashtag. <laughs> Perch my butthole. <laughs> It'd probably be more interesting than the newest one. <laughs> twelve hours, one toilet. Yeah, I've taken two <laughs> before. I'm gonna tag you in a post on Facebook for that, mate. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Alright, fellas, let's wrap this up. If anybody wants to reach the podcast, you can uh, hit us up on Gmail. All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. 
the Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, I'm at Ryan Tudelo, and on Instagram, All You Need Ryan. And I'm also floating around the upcoming HorrorMovies.com message board and on various Facebook groups, the UHM Fans Facebook group as well. Um, so yeah, that's about it for me. Shane? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, um, RoboGene74. <clears throat> Twitter, if you must, um, at Dead Cell Society. And that's about it. Mike? Um, I do the Instagram, All You Need Is Blood podcast. Uh, I'm also on Instagram as Whittemore with a zero. Um, I'm on the Facebook groups. I'm on the UHM forum. So email us and tell us how much we should have watched Purge 4. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was thinking <laughs> about how sometimes I'll, every now and then I'll get like a comment or an email uh, if we're talking about it was like Toby Hooper one time. Somebody's like, you didn't talk about this one movie enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're covering the Purge series. But we <laughs> completely missed one of them. And we and... didn't even mention the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> completely half-assed. But we, at least we did talk about the newest one. Yes. Which is, you know, the most important thing. Right. Oh, that's funny. What a fucking mess. All right, fellas. Well, thanks for joining me. And thanks for everybody for listening. And I'll say bye for now. Bye. That is. We're so unprofessional. That was the worst. That was the worst. <laughs> I'm sweating in here now, too. I had my AC turned off. Ugh. This room was so cold when it started. I just tagged you both in that, in that post on Facebook. 12 hours, one toilet bowl, purge my butthole. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Perfect. Oh, God. What a fucking mess. All right, I'm going to shut this shit down.